Hey everybody, my name is Bree and you're listening to Camperosity. My current location is my mom's backyard and today's topic is what is an Oreo? Well, of course, it's milk's favorite cookie. Like, duh, right? But how would you feel if I told you that this sweet treat has a very bitter connotation for black people? Or rather, it's another way of calling a black person palatable. Phew, chow. It's time to strap in, grab a snack, and get comfortable because we're about to dive deep into this topic. Kids are mean, okay? And that is not an understatement. Bullies and name calling were my common adversaries in elementary school. I was smart, so I was most often teased for my accent and my ability to enunciate. Unfortunately, that wasn't the phrasing. That wasn't quite how the kids said it. They said that I spoke and acted white, quotation marks. How can you speak or act a race? I still don't understand that. To this day, I still don't get it. I brushed it off though. I didn't think much about it, but it didn't get any better as we got older. The insults just evolved. By this point, I was straightening my hair. I have rather long and pretty healthy natural hair. So now, not only did I sound white, I wanted to be white, so they said. Becoming more white because I straightened my hair, my hair was long. And I spoke properly, I guess. Nevertheless, I couldn't completely disagree with them. I was heavy into country music around this time. I didn't wear braids or have any weave for that matter. So I just wasn't not your typical average black girl. Even when it came to dating, like when I was able to date, the constant teasing that I got from the black boys just turned me off from dating them. Or being attracted to them. I only crushed on the little the little non-black, you know, no offense. I'm just saying, like, it's my experience, so that's how I felt. If if y'all are gonna talk about me and insult me, then I'm gonna go somewhere where I'm being cherished and not looked at because of how I speak. Maybe a part of me did want to be white. Or maybe I just didn't want to be ostracized for my interests. Around 8th or ninth grade, I started calling myself an Oreo. Light bulb went off and I was like, this feels appropriate. Like, this word seems like it's accurate to me. Ooh, is this an intervention? Yikes. Anyway, I just remember talking about this with my friends at the time. And I explained how I felt inwardly white, but outwardly I was black. But it turns out, as an Oreo, you will always be too black for the white kids, but too white for the black kids. And you will constantly go through the struggle of being pulled back and forth across the fence between the races. And you're not even biracial. You're just a black person who merges the two. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So after I told my friends that how I felt outwardly black, but inwardly white, they started calling me an Oreo too. And it was just cute. Like it was just our friend group. They like, yeah, breeze the Oreo. Ha 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 ha. Um, it wasn't like that. You know, I didn't feel insulted when they called me that. I felt liberated 
I felt like I finally had something I could connect with. I can't tell, like, I can't remember if my friends were completely innocent in saying it or if it was said as a joke, but I went with it, adopted it even. I think it's still in my Facebook bio, actually. So this is a very recent realization for me. Fast forward to me in college, and I'm still calling myself this. I'm still using this word, okay? This was not even that long ago. It wasn't until my first sculpture class that my professor, she later became my mentor, she sat me down and made me literally deconstruct an Oreo and examine what that meant, what the word meant, the physical Oreo, what that was doing. I love art. (laughs) My best memories were made at that college, honestly. And now I want to share this discovery with y'all. So hopefully somebody just like me will hear this and learn something new and reflect on themselves. So I'm breaking this podcast down into three parts. What an Oreo is, my personal experience, and how I feel now. Today I have a special guest. My sister Lakaya will be joining me. Hey guys, it's Kaya. And she's going to give me some of her personal accounts of being called an Oreo and how that was for her and how it affected her. What is an Oreo? By definition, this is Urban Dictionary, by the way, an Oreo is a term used for African-Americans that the black community is generally offended with for betraying their roots, usually for dating Caucasian people, dressing too white, talking to white, etc. The term is branded Oreo since they are, quote, black on the outside, white on the inside, end quote. The word betray really stood out to me in this definition because I did feel that way. I felt like by me listening to predominantly white music and dating outside of my race that I was betraying my roots in my community. I didn't feel black enough, to be quite honest with you. And I still feel sometimes that I'm not black enough. But it's okay. We're working through it. Now, I know that that word is most definitely derogatory. I should not have adopted it so quickly without really researching it first. So why wasn't I insulted? Why is it still in my Facebook bio? The best answer I have is that a part of me is still attached to it. I feel like I've reclaimed that word for myself. And when I let those friends called me that back in high school I didn't see it as an insult I identified as an Oreo like I felt you know that that represented me so if I knew then what I know now then heck no I was I wouldn't let them still call me that but I don't have any hard feelings towards them for that because I didn't feel any ways I felt like they were trying to support a friend like I felt there was no malice behind it I mean at least that's what I felt I don't know for sure because I don't talk to any of those people, but at the time I didn't feel any type of malicious intent behind them saying it. Eventually, though, it did indeed become a joke that I was often made the butt of. Someone would say something racist, and whenever I would express any type of offense, they would cover it up by saying something along the lines of, but you're not really black, though. Or you don't count. And I would just kiki and carry on. But I'm here to tell all of you beautiful alternative black people out there. Don't ever be okay with stuff like that. 
call that stuff out on the spot. Your skin is validation enough that you're black. And your opinion does count. What I can't stand, though, are the people who say to me, You're so well-spoken. Sir, ma'am, I'm what? (laughs) Am I a dog? Do I have a good handler? It feels very animalistic. It feels very... Oh, aren't you a good person? Aren't you a good black person? You could talk so good. Oh my goodness, who taught you how to do that? Like, that's the vibe that I get. And that doesn't sound good at all. That didn't that made you very uncomfortable, didn't it? That made me uncomfortable saying it. <laughs> Ooh. Like as a black woman, I'm not allowed to be educated and soft spoken. I'm supposed to be loud and loquacious. Like, what sense does that make? That's a very stereotypical of society to look at black women that way eye roll stop putting black people in boxes please we're way more than some one-dimensional shenane archetype i used to work at home depot i worked the paint desk at home depot and it was more often than not somebody was asking me where i was from oh sweetie where are you from are you from this area you sound like you're from up north where did you come from? Like, you know what I mean? And of course I would tell them like 45 minutes that way. It would point to the north. I'm 45 minutes that way. And they're like, huh? (laughs) You're from where? (laughs) Because I'm just like, I'm not, I don't sound like I live here, I guess. I don't, I don't know how you can sound like you're from a place, but I, people never guess that I'm from where I'm from. That was a mouthful. So Kaya, has anyone, like, what's your experience with being called an Oreo? I experienced it in middle school through high school with my friend group. And then with them saying it, it didn't bother me. And so I thought about it more. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, your friends were kind of, they were like, we encourage you. Like, we're your friends. It's okay. Inside joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like it was okay because I had other black friends calling me Oreo. So it was just like, okay. But we acted the same, so I didn't understand why it was just for me. Wait other black people would call you that insultingly? I don't know if it was an insult or just like I don't know. That was just how they identified. I like how non-black people will look at us and be like, oh y'all the less threatening black people. Like, oh you're the Oreo. Like, haha, you're not a threat to us. Like, (laughs) you're mostly white. But not really. Which makes sense because it's just like, oh, you're black on the outside, but you act white, so I'm gonna refer to you as white because you don't threaten me like other black people. Right. Because we're not the stereotype. You can't generalize a race. But they try to. Yes. And that's the problem. Like, why are white kids allowed to have scene phases and you got the country ones and nobody says anything like it's just cool but black people we can't have those different categories or those different divisions it's only yeah like that can't just be our personality like that 
can't just be how we are. Like, we're trying too hard whenever we do or that. we don't want to act black. Right. Like, when I got my first pair of cowboy boots, I was so excited. And it wasn't even the fact that I was trying to be white. It was just, like, it felt right. Like, I don't know. I liked them. I was like, this is this is cool. This is new. But people are like, oh, you, you there ain't no coming back for you. Like, <laughs> you're a lost cause. Like, you turned your back on black people. We're pretty much, like, you're gone. We lost it. I didn't even go that deep, but like the fact that I didn't get like all the latest sneakers or like anything name brand, it was just like, yeah, that's kind of white. Like you ain't really black. Like you're not trying to embrace the the culture. Yeah, I felt that way. Like around sixth, seventh grade, I got my first pair of Air Forces, and I really thought that the black people were going to accept me more because I got a pair of forces because I'm not a sneakerhead but I was like oh finally like I could fit in a little bit like people ain't gonna judge me like I got a pair of forces I'm cool now nah <laughs> nah nobody cared I wore them things to the bottom came out and nobody cared <laughs> so I don't think the clothing makes a difference but it was like I would wear vans and converse and it was just like oh those are real basic like they didn't count as good shoes how? I don't know. It's on my feet. I'm it's getting like, from point A. Forces or Jordans is not counted. If you're not wearing Adidas and you're wearing something else, then it's just like, oh. <laughs> okay, so, all right. This might be different for you than it was for me. When I started, when mommy started letting me get my hair straight in, that was a big shift like the black girls were a jealous because of how long my hair was and b they were just like oh she really liked the white people now like was that a thing for you because you really like we wore different hairstyles when I, I i didn't wear weave until i got into college like i didn't get crocheted or like yeah i got weave in seventh grade okay for the first time and people were just like okay i'll see you now what <laughs> but then once i started just wearing my hair naturally and not straightening it or anything it's yeah like when are you gonna do something like when are you gonna change it i hate i hate the double standard with the natural hair community or straighten your hair let me see how long it is yeah like people if your hair isn't loosely textured or isn't, the curls aren't super defined it's not pretty like it's nappy like like you have to keep something done to it what or people are going to say something about it not being done and that came from the white people too i came to school i was so excited i had like a braid out or something and i was so excited because i was like oh my hair is so voluminous and it's just like big and fluffy and literally those girls that i thought were my friends just looked at me and they were like oh that's different like <laughs> You gonna straighten it? <laughs> no, it was definitely yeah. There was some venom behind that. It definitely wasn't like, oh hey girl, yeah that's cute. Like it was definitely wasn't encouraging. It was not encouraging, but it was like, oh, I forgot you were black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how I felt because I straightened it. It was straightened like 90% of the time. So like when I came with it in its natural state it was just like oh i forgot your hair does that yeah it's not naturally straight right like what <laughs> i was called a scene kid from like 
10th grade to senior year. You Did you even? I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't have Tumblr. I wasn't on Twitter. I was like, what the heck is a scene kid? I didn't find out until college. I had to Google that. We didn't really have a scene phase when I was in school. It's more just like the goth and like the emo. Oh. Look sad and depressed and you want to wear black all the time. <laughs> and I got that when I got the high, weight, the high knee converse. It was just like, oh. Because nobody else was wearing them. Girl, nobody still don't wear those. I will break those things out today and still wear them. Because those are some bad shoes. Like, I, the first time I saw a girl with them, I was just like, oh, those shoes are dope. I got to get me a pair. And so I got a pair. Like, what's the difference between that and some thigh-high boots? Nothing. It has laces in its converse, and it's not thigh-high boots with a heel. <laughs> I can't. So I didn't I didn't have a lot of black friends growing up. I had I could probably count on my hand how many close black friends I had growing up. I think three. I, <laughs> I think I had three and I don't talk to any of them today. I talked to two out of three today. Well today I have more black friends. Like today my closest friends are black. But they're just like me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like I had to change up myself just so I would have black friends. Like I managed to find my tribe in college and now I've found my people and we're we can be cool but like like my friends today don't even bring that up what it's just me like there's no oreo it's just me oh so they kind of dropped it yeah what do you think caused the change like what caused the shift I don't know was it tiktok was it people like expressing their distaste for the word and stuff like that or did y'all just outgrow it i think we outgrew it that happens too that does like it's still in my bio like i ain't let it go but it has a different meaning for me now like i keep it because people need to be aware of the word and how is you you know what i'm saying yeah. it's almost like i don't <sighs> but it, you can make it mean what you want it to make it mean now but it's not like the n-word though right because that is different because I know somebody somebody out there is going to be like, well, that's just like the N-word. Not quite. Not quite. There's a lot of historical and deep-seated hatred and things that go along with that word that we're not going to get into today. But the word Oreo, though. <laughs> it's, it's always been playful. But, like, once you dissect the word itself, you understand, like, it. it depends on how people say it to you yeah how your relationship is with those with those people like i hated whenever somebody would say something slightly racist and then be like oh that don't affect you brie or that you don't count i'm not talking about you yeah i ain't talking about you like they would just drag some black dude and talk about how ugly he was or talk about some black girl and how ratchet she was and like I'm glad you're not like that. You don't, like, stuff like that. But what if you were like that? What if I was like that, though? <laughs> I think me blasting everybody on Facebook senior year was the closest I've ever gotten to being ghetto. And that wasn't even being ghetto, though. That was just still a very... Yeah, I was just expressing myself. But, like, I really, like, I didn't look at it this deeply until that one project that Bestie made me do. And she was like, 
I just said it. Like, me and Keyshawn were talking after class one day, and she was just like, you know, come up with a concept for a piece. And I was just like, man, this is hard, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of lame. Like, I'm just an Oreo. And she was like, wait a minute. You're a what now? <laughs> and I was, she didn't, she never heard the term before. She had never heard somebody call that. And I guess it's just because different environments. She didn't know what that meant. I had to explain it to her. Once I explained it, she was like, that's kind of deep, and that kind of sucks, and you really need to sit on this a little bit more. Like, it's deeper than the way you're just lightly talking about it. And I was just like, huh? And then you had to go think about it and research. And then I had to go, this is a piece. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, snap. Dang, like, this is deep. <laughs> I feel like the Oreo term also kind of gives people that feeling like, you got a silver spoon. It can. It can definitely, like, ostracize you from other black people because they feel like, oh, you think you're better. You think you're better than, like, oh, you don't want to associate yourself with us type of thing. Like, you're trying too hard to be white because you have those privileges that they have. Right. When really it's just the way you raised. I cannot tell you how many weird looks I get from people. Like, when I tell them where I'm from, and they're just like, huh? <laughs> you sure? Like, people know I'm Southern, but, like, the fact of where we're from is just like, oh, you don't seem like you're from there. And why like, is that? I'm still you don't digging. don't act like them. Yeah. But what do they act like? What do they act like? like? What do they display that I don't? To me, nobody was, like, super, super ratchet at school. Like, there was a few select people that were loud and obnoxious for no reason, but I can't say... Some people are just naturally loud. Yeah, some people are naturally loud. They just have... Their volume is just set higher than ours. <laughs> you can't adjust that sometimes. But why is that a problem? What, to be naturally loud? It's not a problem. But society made it a problem. I hate it here. <laughs> Yes, it's a little, it can be a little overbearing sometimes for somebody There's to be loud. There is a time and a place, but you shouldn't, like, just because somebody expresses themselves more loudly than you, that doesn't make them any less civilized. This is a lot to take in. So, where do you go from here? Like, how do you feel now about the word? I myself don't use it to describe myself anymore. That's fair. But, like, I still, like, understand the term and, like, I don't mind people using it if they want to use it. Right. But it doesn't define me. Period. <laughs> me having it in my bio, like, I want somebody to look at it and think about it. Like, I don't want you to title me that. Like, I don't want it to define me entirely because I'm more than just... <sighs> it's still a part of you. Yeah. That people should know. Right. And yeah. Yeah like respectful of it that's how i feel it peeves me when black people purposely search out other black people just because they're black i don't understand that just to find out later after talking to them no yeah, you don't have you don't have anything in common and you're just black that's your only similarity i saw a thing on tiktok and it was like black people at an airport seem to find each other because they're black and they want to be around other black people. Right. Does it just make you feel more comfortable? Why are we not comfortable with everybody? That's what I'm comfortable anywhere. I don't care where I'm sitting. I don't have to find 
other black people to make me feel secure. I'm secure as long as I know that I'm safe and I'm where I'm supposed to be. Back when we had our little country phase or whatever, yeah. and people would ask me like, what's your favorite song? I wouldn't want to answer because they're not going to know. And then they don't look at me weird because I'm going to say a country song. And they'll be like, why are you listening to that? I hated that. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't tell if people would like, usually it was black girls, just to be fair. I can't tell if they would ask me what I listened to to get a joke out of it or if they were really curious to know what I like. Like this girl came up to my desk one day and she was like, you listen to rap? And I was just like, sometimes. She was like, what do you listen to? I'm like, pop and country. She was like, oh. And like went back and kikied with her friends over in the corner and, and I'm just like, like. It's a joke. Yeah. Like, they belittle, belittle. belittling. <laughs> your likes and preferences because it's not what they like or what they think is fit for you yeah that's how it felt like senior year when i started listening to bts like you would hear people in the class like listening to stuff in their headphones and i would like keep mine down so people wouldn't know what i was listening to yeah and then somebody would come up and be like oh let me listen to what you're listening to and then i wouldn't want to share my headphones because you're not going to want to like what i'm listening to I feel like people do that literally just to like it's not good like I don't know how to describe it but it wouldn't be just out of curiosity or just trying to be friendly and like get a variety of new music to listen to I think they were just doing it just to be like ooh, let me confirm that she ain't really that black like she ain't listening to this new Megan mixtape like she ain't listening to this you know what I'm saying and I like Megan by the way I am a Megan fan but that's recent that is recent like you can have different music tastes absolutely that's one thing i like about growing up is that our mom never she never like she didn't not allow us to explore different genres like daddy would let me have full control of the radio and would not care what i put on for the most part like mom is in the house blasting maroon five at 11 o'clock in the morning cleaning the house like this is the type of stuff that we grew up with when i have those other households and it's just like oh gospel music early in the morning yeah but we didn't get that like maybe occasionally but like it wasn't for no set genre that she listened to all the time right like she had her mary j blige days but she also had her maroon five days her adele days Alicia Keys days, Beyonce days, like it was, you know, a good variety. There's throwbacks, there's current, everything, even now. Yep. It's still like currently, if I like give my friends stocks in the car, they'll be like, "Do you know this?" And I'll be like, "No," and they'll be like, "Girl, where you been?" Like, I don't know. It's just some stuff I don't go searching for. Yeah. And it's just not appealing to me. Like, maybe if I listen to it with you, I'll like it. But, like, I'm not going to go... Generally, I'm not going to just go out and listen to this. Like, I might hear it and be like, oh, let me add it to my playlist now. Yeah. But, like, just because I didn't know it at the time that you brought it up doesn't mean that I might not like it eventually. I'm When you... I don't know, that headphone thing just triggered a memory in me. I remember going on a field trip in high school. We were going to the aquarium or something. And I had my iPod and my headphones and like, I'm sitting here sharing and we just vibing the country music, me and my little friend group at the front. <laughs> and 
a good memory, but it's just like, dang, like people really think that's like, do we even exist? <laughs> like people were so confused my senior year, like me and my two friends that also listened to BTS would get our math teacher to like play their new videos when it came out. And they just be like, y'all listen to this? Like, this is cool to y'all? Like an you insult. What, you don't know what they're saying. Why does it matter what they're saying? You listen now, to mumble rap. Mumble rappers don't, what are they saying? We don't know. Exactly. And most of the time, those songs have no meaning. But it's okay because it's rap. I feel like music is universal interests and likes are universal and it shouldn't matter what race you are you should just enjoy what you enjoy and I wish people would just like accept that and normalize just liking different things you don't have to be one type of black you don't have to be one type of white why is it cooler for a white dude to dress in urban clothing and listen to rap but it's not okay for a little black girl to wear cowboy boots and wear her favorite country artist t-shirt like why is that not cool but it's okay for somebody else to do it like when we went to the Ari concert and I came back to tell people that I went to an Ari concert it's just like oh why didn't you go see somebody else are you kidding me yeah. what you really like Ariana Grande that much I had people being jealous that they didn't go like I was so happy and I guess it's different because I was in college at this point so it didn't I don't I didn't care what anybody point, thought it was just young boy like NBA young boy this Nobody wants to go see an NBA young boy in concert. Well, at least I didn't. But <laughs> it should be okay for you to go see who you want to see. Yeah, and not be judged for it. If we could get tickets to a BTS concert, best believe we gonna be up in there. It shouldn't be a problem because. But also, on the other hand, if Megan had a concert, I would want to go see her too. Exactly. And I think it's not because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you enjoy her music. That's how I feel. And I've always thought that, like, even when I was in high school, kind of experiencing being looked at kind of weird, I was just like, it doesn't make sense for people to bully me just because I like something different. So I had this friend back in high school. She introduced me to, like, the punk and, like, rock scene because she was listening to, like, she was heavy into um, Linkin Park and stuff like that. And I was just like... This is a branch that I hadn't gotten into. Like, I thought it's it was all angry branch. music. It's not a bad branch. And I still look that weird because I listen to that. <laughs> it's crazy. How did anime become more mainstream, but black people like it? Other genres of music is still not widely accepted. I don't know. Cause Why can everybody years, like anime? Like, it was a geeky thing. Yeah. You was a nerd. You weren't cool. Like only lame people watch those dumb cartoons, right? Those why Japanese. Not, why would you want to watch something in another language and have to sit there and read subtitles? Why wouldn't you want to expand your vocabulary by reading the words on the screen or listen to a beautiful language? Japanese is a beautiful language. If you can't read fast, just say that. Okay, period. <laughs> if you don't want to read, just say that. Because I watch American shows with subtitles on there just because I want to make sure I'm hearing stuff right. Same, same. <laughs> Like, did I catch that? Did they say that for real? Sometimes animes don't sound right in dubbed, and you have to go watch the sub because it makes it better. But some shows, it some yeah. shows I enjoy in dub, like 
those some shows like i don't want to watch dragon ball z and sub no. just because their voices just throw me off and i'm so used to the english voices kids growing up it's just like oh you can run around with your arms extended back like you naruto, naruto. it was always Not the weird like naruto that. kid like naruto i don't stand there and scream until you power up like you in dragon ball z like everybody who watches anime like there's casual anime watchers there aren't the diehards who run around the hallway like they're a ninja there's also the regular regular folks that just enjoy watching it like a regular show in their free time like i was watching dance moms and stuff so i could converse with my friend group but i was also watched the dancing dolls i did watch the dancing dolls and miss d was in there <laughs> but you don't hear other black people talking about dance moms nope because they watch just bring it oh yeah. my god shut up that was the show for black people shut up why didn't why am i only putting this together now i don't know yo daddy was watching bring it but he did not watch an episode of abby lee miller i promise you he did <laughs> they had to make something appealing for us that was like dance moms but it was opposite i guess they felt like black people didn't want to see contemporary dances that we have to see majorette <laughs> yeah what Oh man, I can't believe, wow, you really just like uncovered something for me because I really didn't even put that together. I was just like, oh, you know, they wanted to have another show or whatever, show a different genre of dance, but I, the, Bring It was really for the culture, for the black people, and Dance Moms was for everybody else. I watched both. <laughs> High school, the band, they didn't have any Caucasian people on their dance team. Everybody that was a dancer for the band was african-american and I always thought that was weird we have a few white cheerleaders but we were mostly a black school so there's a lot of black cheerleaders right but none of them wanted to try out for, for dance. dance and i guess that's because they know the type of dance moves that are going on their parents probably aren't cool with that but i would love to see a little how about a white dude try out for the dance thing that would be like shaking it up a little bit but that ain't gonna happen because people aren't comfortable doing that people don't like to be ostracized like my senior year, Lana finally let a black guy on the cheerleading, cheerleading team. And he's still doing that in college. He could do a lot more stuff if we applied ourselves to it. And if we weren't afraid of being judged by other people. We don't allow ourselves to do different things because we're afraid of what other people think. That's, that's a big problem. It is. I've seen how how that's very true. Like people will look at you a certain way, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'ma still do me, and I'ma still enjoy what I enjoy. I'm still gonna listen to all the genres that I want to listen to because I enjoy a variety of music in my playlist. And you should. I can listen to gospel, K-pop, country, um, rock, bluegrass, anything, literally any genre and i'm cool with it i know somebody from every genre at least and a lot of people can't say that right they stick to the same things would you listen to rap the new rap <laughs> yeah the migos hot at the time is that is who like why i can't i don't know gunna like that and just because he dropped the album i'm not gonna go hop on it 
I'm not a huge like his music doesn't appeal to me so I'm not gonna go look it up just because he dropped it like just because he black and I want to support the black community but you might check it out because of what is played on and you might be like okay I've heard it enough I'm gonna gonna go check it out yeah Yeah. but just because it's there don't mean you have to right people's like oh it's on the radio you gotta listen to it first of all I don't listen to the radio (laughs) the radio plays the same songs every hour and that's how people get number one so quick because they spinning the same song 20 times in two hours obviously it'll get your numbers up yeah your airplay is gonna be through the roof adele easy on me it's a subpar song it's a classic adele we've heard it before but because they play it so much it's gonna run up the chart everybody's heard adele do a ballad before this ain't nothing new now if she wanted to have a rapper on the song with her that'd be different but like but do people want that do black people listen to adele yeah oh okay this is what i'm saying like <laughs> what this is a mindset that has to be broken they all have soul wait so adele is soulful but ariana grande is it because she appeals to pop stations yeah. what y'all need to listen to dangerous woman please go stream dangerous woman that, and positions Positions kind of gave her a little more R&B-ish yeah. kind of flair, yeah. That's the route that she wants to go, but her popular friends didn't like that album. So she probably won't put anything else out like Positions in a, like in Adam, a hot minute. Well, she's had songs with The Weeknd. Yeah. But Doja and Megan, it's just like, okay, well, I listen to it now. When you should be listening to it before. Before. So overall, Oreo is a delicious snack and is also a word that it doesn't have to die but we need to stop using it as an insult yes like if you're just using it to describe somebody who prefers more caucasian interest then that's fine it's still not cool but i'd rather you use it that way instead of just using it to insult me because i prefer more caucasian interest you have to have positive conversation with it I agree. There's there's good and bad behind every word. Right. And for that word, we need to focus more on the good. That's where I was so innocent when I was, like, calling myself that, running around the high school just being like, oh, my Oreo, like, yay, I'm so happy. Like, this is great. <laughs> and now I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm definitely black all the way through. Yes, like, I really, it really had me questioning my identity. Like, between high school and my first two years of college, I really had an identity crisis, and I was trying to figure out what I really liked. You went to a predominantly white college. But I went to a predominantly black high school. (laughs) So it was definitely a little dynamic change, like a shift. I really had to sit down and figure out what, I had to separate what I actually enjoyed and if I was actually trying too hard. Like, what was I doing to try to impress people? Because there was a point where I was really overly, like I was probably overdoing it a bit just to feel more accepted. There was that phase, I was kind of overdoing it to feel like, you know, they would accept me better if I did more white, quote unquote white things. I never did it in an accepting way. I did it because it was just me. See, you didn't care. I, I always care about what other people think. 
I'm jealous that you have that mindset that you're just gonna do you and you do what you like. I care too much about what people thought and I had to really sit down with myself and figure out what I liked from what I actually liked and what I was liking just to impress other people. So that's why I kind of like, I still listen to country, but I'm not as heavy in it anymore. I still enjoy country music for there sure. There's songs that you always want to like go back to and listen to. Yeah, but like I'm not watching country music videos 24-7. I'm not hovering the country station looking for certain songs. Like I'm not trying to stay up to date with the most recent songs that came out. But if something comes out and it's good, then I'm going to listen to it. that you like. Yeah, then I'm going to listen to it. Well, that feels like a pretty good place to stop. Thank you so much, Kaya, for joining me today. Please say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and I'm sure that you will be joining me again. That about does it for this week's episode of Camperosity. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to my sister for joining me. And I hope to see you guys again next week. Until then, I love you. God loves you. And take it easy.